Hello, welcome to Kamari's Place. I hope you're having a wonderful day, evening, night, or whatever time you're listening to this podcast. Come on in, make yourself comfortable, because today we are going to be talking about my life this week and what has happened thus far. It's currently Friday, so I'm just going to do a little weekly recap. It's kind of giving a call back to a month ago when I would actually do this every week and keep track of the number of the week that it was of the year. I don't know what week it is in 2022. All I know is that it's a week and I'm going to recap it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into today's podcast. Disclaimer, there's a lot happening in the background. I'm inside. I have my fan on, so it's a bit staticky here. The guy is cutting our grass outside. So there's a lot going on acoustically, but... I decided to record out of all times to record because I actually feel good now and I actually feel up to recording and I actually feel like talking and that is something that I have not felt in a while since being back and that's a little bit of what I'm going to talk about later on in this podcast but needless to say now I feel up to talking so that's why I kind of chose the worst time out of all times to podcast. But anyways, I wanted to kind of like just do a catch up on what has happened this week. This week was my first official week back from being abroad. Basically, I studied abroad for a whole entire month in Florence, Italy. Um, And it was a really, really great experience. I had so much fun, so many new experiences. I got to explore so much while abroad. Um... I just genuinely, genuinely loved my experience a lot. And so coming back from such a emotionally exhilarating and stimulating experience, both emotionally, physically, mentally, all of those things, coming back from an experience that was so stimulating, it really... Um, caused the adjustment period coming back home to be a lot more difficult than I had anticipated. And it's It's like nothing I have ever experienced before because I am not a traditional college student that went away and lived out of city or out of state. So I don't really have a lot of experience with that whole idea of moving somewhere, making yourself at home, developing norms, developing routines, and then leaving those norms, leaving that home that you created to come back to your home that you would deem as your home because that's where your family is, that's where your home is, wherever you grew up, wherever you stayed before you left. Um, And coming back to that place and experiencing the adjustment period, that's not something that I'm very familiar with since I have been a commuter all of my college experience. So now I am experiencing that for the first time and I really have been taking it hard, harder than I would have anticipated, like I said before, harder than I expected. So um, basically the feelings have been a whirlwind of feelings. I remember when I first got back, I was really um, sad the next morning waking up because I I just felt awkward and it felt so unfamiliar to wake up in this space and wake up in like the setting that I was in. For the first time in a month, I hadn't had to like wake up 
and immediately get out of bed and start getting ready and leave and go and do all of these different things. So adjusting from that fast-paced life to a slower lifestyle has been difficult. I remember waking up and the next day feeling awkward because, again, I wasn't immediately met by my roommate or by my apartment mates in the in the apartment and like walking to our bathrooms and getting ready and da 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 that has also been a huge adjustment going from being around so many people that were around my age to now coming back home where once again I am one of the only people who are in my peer group where I am that was also a difficult adjustment to kind of acclimate reacclimate myself to um waking up and just a foreign <laughs> it's not even a foreign place because this has been my home for as long as I can remember but still like waking up in a new environment where when I walk outside things aren't busy I'm not walking physically to my new destination instead I'm getting into my car and I remember the the first day that I woke up here was on a Sunday like my first full day back and I went to go and meet my best friend so that we can like just kind of just reconnect for a second I needed to go to Target to get some things she happened to be going to Target that day so we went to Target together and I remember I parked my car and I thought that I turned it off and I spend the better part of about two hours in Target and I come back to my car and I see that my car was still on that getting reacclimated to the whole idea of driving has been a process even though it's an um implicit function that I do automatically because it's just become that thing you know what I mean um and even like my friendships feel a bit weird like I don't feel fully myself like when I'm on the phone with my best friend I find it sometimes hard to gather energy to have certain conversations and I feel like the dynamic is not what it used to be where I can just easily kind of pop into this high energetic mood I I feel that I'm a little bit awkward sometimes in our dynamics because I don't know if I haven't even talked like I did talk to her while I was abroad but still something about us feels weird and it's just me getting readjusted to us and what that looks like me getting readjusted to my other friendships and stuff like that and so yeah um needless to say a lot of my days back home I rarely went outside. I do do some errands some days. Like yesterday I went to, what do we call it, Publix. And I went to the Dollar General. Then I like do my little errands and stuff. But I haven't been out like exploring and hanging out and things like that. Most of my days have just been spent inside. And a lot of the days I feel really sluggish. I have a lack of energy and a lot of the days I feel really anxious and a little bit sad because it's like I'm longing and missing this place that became my home. I'm longing and missing the experiences that I had um, experienced while abroad. I'm longing and missing the relationships and the dynamics that I had while I was abroad. And it's really hard to know that like that experience was almost in a vacuum like that's something that I can't really get back 
um, to a degree, like that exact experience of me living in Florence in that specific apartment with those specific groups of people going to this specific class and doing this specific thing, like that's no longer a thing anymore. And I think me recognizing that that experience and it's all of its uniqueness cannot be replicated again, like it's over is a little bit difficult because now I miss it so much and I want to go back but then like what makes me even more sad is that if I were to go back it wouldn't be the same because it's not the same experience of me going back like if I were to do another study abroad experience it wouldn't be that experience it would be a different experience and so a lot of my feelings have been coping and battling with grieving something that I loved so much and knowing that it was so unique and that I can't replicate it and coming to terms with the fact that like that's over now and now I'm here and I have to reacclimate in this space and do what I can do here um I feel like I'm also speaking really PC right now not even PC because I'm not being politically correct but I feel like I'm not in the moment kind of sharing my feelings for some reason I feel like I'm reporting my feelings which I don't like so let me try to like I don't know switch out of that mode I don't like the feeling I feel like I'm reporting and so here's what's happening in Kamari's brain right now like I don't like that feeling I want it to be like I am Kamari processing my feelings and you just so happen to be listening in not me telling you know what I mean I want to be processing so that's that's that, right? My feelings are a bit conflicted because I truly do love the experience that I had and I miss the experience that I had and it really makes me sad to know that I won't get that exact experience back again. Like that was just a blip in time. That one month was a beautiful, beautiful experience that I got. And I won't get something that's exactly identical identical to that again. And that's a hard, hard thing to process because I loved it so much. And it's like, yeah, sure, I will get experiences like that, similar to that, or have opportunities to possibly experience things like that. But I know that it will not be that because that was very unique and specific just like any other experience in life it's very hard to replicate experiences it's very hard to um make something be what it was again and again and again like there nothing is ever the same aslan said it aslan said it best respect to him what did he say he said nothing happens the same way twice and it's been hard processing the fact that that will not happen the same way twice And that's just sad. That's just it. That's a big part of it. Another thing that I have been grappling with is old old Kamari versus who am I now post this experience. Because a part of me wants to go back to who I was before I left and not really confront any other new discoveries that might need to be accounted for and might need to be accommodated for a part of me wants to just be who I was 
before because who I was before, I was very much content with the Kamari that I was before. What do I mean by that? Before I left, I was very sure of the person that I was um, in, in most aspects, like for the fact that like, I'm not a busy girl. I don't like doing a lot every single day. This was me before. I don't like going out every day and doing things every day. I'm not the type of person that really likes to be on the go. I don't like metropolitan cities. I don't like being in clustered spaces. I'm a suburban girl through and through. I like the ideal of traveling, but I can't see myself living somewhere for an extended amount of time. Instead, I think that I would be better, more better suited for short term travel, going away and then coming back home and having my home base be in Fort Myers, having my home base be in Florida. That was the Kamari that I was back then, very much content with where I was and what I was doing. And what I was for the most part, for the most part, especially when I'm talking about like core aspects of myself, when I was thinking about what do I want out of life now, after spending a month in a city that I would deem as mid level metropolitan, like Europe is very much a walking country, so to speak. Um, And then just to bring it down to the level of Italy, living in Florence specifically, I got to. I got the taste of what city life looks like. It wasn't like, it wasn't identical to what I was used to. I've grown up in suburbs all my life. And in the city that I specifically grew up in, the urban, the urban planning of it was that you drive everywhere you go. Like you're not walking anywhere. You're driving everywhere you go. And I was totally content with doing the 30 minute drive everywhere. That was my norm. And I loved it so much. After spending a month in Florence, where you do, if you live in the center city, you do walk everywhere that you go because everything is so close. Everything is so clustered. Living in the middle of the city, walking and experiencing and breathing and sightseeing, living in a space like that was very much exhilarating and I loved it and I did thrive in that space for the most part. Like I didn't hate it altogether. Like I pretty much liked it. Um, I forgot, I kind of lost my train of thought. But um, I was basically talking about the old Kamari, right? I was talking about, oh, suburban girl, I'm content, whatever, whatever. And now coming from that to experiencing what it was like to live in a city that was relatively metropolitan, like it wasn't as busy and big as Rome. Like when I visited Rome, I definitely knew that I wouldn't want to live in a big city like Rome. Because again, you can't walk a lot of places in Rome it's very spread out it's very like busy and packed um but florence was the perfect medium it was the perfect medium because sorry i'm just trying to make sure that my mic (sighs) ah okay i think it's working i hope it's working i hope it's work oh no i think it wasn't working this whole time hold on 
never mind it was working but anyways i'm so sorry i'm so winded right now and i'm taking forever get, to get to the point but basically i loved my experience living in florence because it was the perfect medium no it wasn't a full suburban city where everything is spread out and you're living in huge plots of land and huge landscape houses with huge square footage no it wasn't that what i was previously used to but it also wasn't super um urban and metropolitan where it's like a large city and there's so much to see like Florence was very much like homey and cozy and I loved that type of vibe I loved the independence of it I loved the idea of having the space and the opportunity to literally just being able to like hop on a train and taking two hours to get to wherever I wanted to go and have another city at my fingertips and, exp and explore that is something that I is unheard of where I live at in Florida like that's unheard of it's not a norm and I really liked my norm in Florence and so now I'm being confronted with a new aspect of Kamari that I didn't think that I had in me. I didn't think that I liked living in a city where I could walk many places and explore things that are super close to me and being more closer in proximity. I didn't think that I would have liked that. I didn't think that I would be the person that could possibly live away from home for an extended amount of time. I didn't think that I could be that person. I thought that I was going to be stationed in Fort Myers and like that be my home base and be totally content with exploring and traveling for short periods of time but now I'm wondering could you possibly actually like the idea of living somewhere further from home in a more younger city where you're around people who are in your peer group and exploring different things and having like like just having things to do around you that are stimulating and exciting and interesting i very much live in a tourist city so everything is very much slow living slow life and previously i was content with slow living and slow life but now I think I'm coming to terms with the fact that I am a young gal who kind of wants to have the option to live fast if I want to live fast, if you know what I mean. So coming to terms with that idea is a bit scary and it is... Um, it rises a lot of anxiety. It makes me anxious because now I feel like I'm in a space where I almost feel trapped because I've made so many concrete decisions in my head, but then also I've made decisions. And, I, and now I feel like, hmm, I feel too stagnant. How can I get back to that? How can I pursue that? What does that look like? And exploring that is a bit scary because there's so many factors to weigh in and there's so many reality checks that need to be checked off to make decisions like that if that makes any sense i'm in my head so if it doesn't make sense to you that's fine because i'm just talking right now so that's one part of it and then another part that kind of makes me anxious is that like I'm recognizing that this is something that I'm interested in and that I like, but then I'm second guessing myself and I'm like, are you sure that you really want that? Because you're just focusing on the highlight of living in a place for a month because 
let me kind of like flesh out what I'm referring to. When I was away for a month, I did not really feel homesick for the most part. There are times where I did feel like I missed certain parts about home, but for the most part, I thrived. And that makes me feel like I could go and live in a place for an extended amount of time and not really suffer as much as I would think, right? But then the other part of me, because I'm trying to think rationally and weigh things out, another part of me is like, well, one, let's think about the factors that you were in when you were abroad living away for a month and why you didn't feel homesick one of the reasons why is because I was busy there was no time to feel homesick because I always had something to do there was always something to focus on so I didn't have time to just sit there and think about how much I miss home because I'm out in the city having to do things forced to be out having to go to class after class having to go and do this service learning activity having to do that so my schedule was jam-packed Another reason why I feel like I didn't feel homesickness is because I was always around people. There was never not a time that I was alone unless I went out of my way to get alone time. I was always around someone. So it's very hard for you to get homesick and feel lonely if you always around people, especially people who are your age, people who you can identify with and you can relate to to a degree. So taking into account those factors I'm like well Kamari you say that you're now considering this lifestyle and you think that you might like it but do you really like it because you didn't even get to experience the reality you know what I mean and so it's all of these different things that are swirling around in my head and it's just a lot it really is a lot yeah know what I mean it is a lot because then my thing is like going back to wanting what I can't have I just wish I could go back and get that experience back again and live in that vacuum just for a little bit longer in that unique experience you know what I mean and again knowing that I can't get that back is sad um so yeah that's what's going on in my head right now like that's all that's swirling around in my head but some things that I need to remind myself is that you're never stuck in one place and that's something that I need to remember because there are a lot of times where I back myself into corners and I literally lock myself into cages and take myself into boxes of what I should do what I should think what I can and cannot do, what I can and cannot want. And I put myself there and I say, you can't move because you're stuck here and that's just it and everything is concrete and it's just not. It literally is not. And I, oh, this this guy with the, the lawnmower is aggravating me right now. But the moral of the story is that I'm not locked and confined to one place. When I really think about it, I am the freest that I probably will ever be thinking about like my physical state right now and like my stage in life right now. I'm 20 years old and I don't have any heavy responsibilities. I can literally choose to go wherever I want to go and choose to do whatever I would like to do. Obviously with realistic restraints, but at the end of the day... (laughs) You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I'm not confined to one place. 
some decisions might require more sacrifices than others for sure like if I decided to mm, I like my freedom I think I would love to live independently somewhere whether that be within the city or whether that be outside of the city in another city or outside the state yes that would take a lot more sacrifice because one I would have to work and make a living to be able to afford that and that's a bit difficult right now considering the the housing crisis and two what's two the fact that I would have to work and make a living (laughs) and figure that out so yeah that would take a lot more sacrifice but who's to say that it can't be done you know what I mean like it might not be able to be done now but who's to say that it can't be done sometime in the future and so holding myself to one thing is something that I actively want to work to not do I'm not gonna hold myself to one place or limit myself because I can do anything basically almost in so many words you know what you feel me I think that these are natural feelings and of course me being who I am I'm automatically on extremes it's either one or the other it's never balanced and I have to actively work to get back to a balanced state but I think that these are normal feelings of me kind of being in this space where I no longer feel content and now I'm in an uncomfortable space because I'm forced to ask myself questions that I don't want to ask I'm forced to consider the fact that maybe I need to change maybe my desires are changing what will that require of me now that my desires are changing what does that look like etc 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 at the end of the day, I think it's totally okay to change. I think it's totally okay to come to terms with the fact that I might be interested in a more exhilarating life, so to speak, right now. I think that's totally fine. And I think that I should allow myself the ability to feel that and want to explore that within healthy constraints. Because also, who's to say that I can't change my mind and say that I want to live a slow life again. I can say that I want to live a fast life or I can say I want to live a slow life. Like I can say whatever I want to say. You know what I mean? And so the choice is mine. And that's so important to remember that I can choose to say that I want to ramp up my life or I can choose to say that I want to live a more slower life, slower living. Because I think there's value in both. And there's a time and a place for both. And so now I'm at the place where I'm wondering, is this my time now or is this my time soon? And what will that look like for me? How exactly will I pursue that? So that's just where my head is. I feel like I'm making a whole lot of no sense at all right now. Like I talked so much, but I don't know exactly what sense I'm making. But yeah back to the original moral of this story the adjustment period to coming from such a high life a fast life back to a slow life has been difficult because there's literally nothing on my plate there's nothing pressing or demanding of my time there's nothing that I have to do most of the time like I have a good amount of time before I have to do anything there's nothing that I have to do And that was a little bit unsettling for me. You know what I mean? 
coming from having to do a lot to not having to do a lot, it was a little bit unsettling. And it made me feel bored. And it's been making me feel bored. It's been making me feel like there's no purpose. There's no aim. And it's been making me feel a sense of discontentment of just living a mundane life. You know what I mean? I truly have been feeling a bit like discontent because it's like, what do I do with my time? What do I do with my time? You know what I mean? And so, yeah. But there was another thing that was on my mind that I want to voice here, which is because I know that I might be considering wanting to live a more faster not faster life but just a little bit more of a life you know what I mean um faster life I think that I really do want to commit myself to the whole idea that my best friend proposed to me um a couple of months ago where it's like you book a airbnb in like a random city for like a month and you just live there and then you get to experience this experience what it's like to live in this random brand new city and you have that opportunity to kind of become a local so to speak become acquainted understand yourself and stuff like that and I think that that's something that I want to commit myself to doing in the near future um, is exploring that for sure Because I think that the more that I do that, the more that things will become clear. And then maybe I'll understand that, yes, I do like the idea and I want to extend my stay longer. And I want to see what it's like to live somewhere for six months at a time or a year at a time, whatever, however. Or I might decide that I would like to go back to the original sentiment that the original Kamari held, which is that I like a more smaller chunk of time being away from home. And I truly do like being stationed where I'm at in Florida at my home base. You know what I mean? But I have to give myself the opportunity to explore that. I can't shut that off in the sake of being the same person or in the name of being scared. I should allow myself to grow and be curious about growing. Um, So, yeah. Social media has been making me really anxious lately. So I literally had to, like, delete it. Delete that. Delete that. Delete all that. I had to delete it because it was making me really anxious. Because if you don't know, I'm living in 2022. Yeah, we're in 2022. Hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to see what year I'm in. I'm pretty sure I'm in 2022. Anyways, we're in 2022. And as of June, whatever date in 2022, the Supreme Court has overruled the Roe versus Wright amendment and whatnot like that. And so now um, women don't have like say in their reproductive rights and whatnot and so that's a whole controversial topic um in my country right now and it's very controversial and it's very kind of like a hot topic and I don't know how to feel about anything (laughs) 
at the end of the day, I don't know how to feel about anything. And it's making me anxious that I don't have a passionate answer and that I can't firmly stand on one side or the other. And that makes me anxious because as a human being, you know, I'm trying to acknowledge my feelings right now because I haven't even verbally processed through this. But as a human being, we have this insane desire to want to be in the in crowd, right? I want to be in the in group so bad and because I am torn because I have multiple identities split in multiple places I can't fully stand and be in one group or in another group I literally don't fit because I'm not passionate on either other side you know what I mean and so that's been super difficult because I've been grappling with okay Christians say that I should feel this way a whole group of Christians are on this side saying that they stand in this position and they're Christians. And I say I'm a Christian, so I feel like I should be standing in the same position as them because they're Christians and they stand in this position. So that's one thing. And then we have the other of other identities and people who I tend to identify with and people who advocate for me. So that is people who stand for, como se say. Um, stand against racial injustice, people who stand against, como se dice, um, gender injustices or sexuality injustices, etc., etc., more liberal groups, right, as we would call them in my country at this time, they stand in this position and I tend to, como se dice, identify with people on this side or I know people who stand on this side in this position and because I know people who stand on this side in this position, I want to stand on this side and in this position because I want to be liked by the people that I know there and I want the people over there to know that I still love and I respect them because they're in this position and I feel like the only way that I can do that is if I stand in that position so that I'm constantly torn and then I'm looking on the other side I'm like okay these people say they're Christian right but they act a fool they truly do be acting a fool half of the group that's over here that stand in this position that say they're Christian are also white so that's another intersection that I do not identify with because I can identify with being a black Christian, but I cannot identify with being a white Christian. And I know that's very hard to understand because why should it be about race? It's a big deal when you think about it because there's so much differences, um, cultural differences and just ideologies when you stand in a different skin color sometimes. You know what I mean? And so it's difficult to swallow that. Because half of the people who stand in this position, who say they are Christian, are also white supremacists who also wanna, don't want to acknowledge that I am valuable in this society. And they try to come after not only women's rights, but black people's rights and other people's rights. So then it's hard to stand in that position. So I'm constantly, constantly, constantly trying to find how can I conform how can I adjust myself so that I can be in the in group and I can't and that makes me uncomfortable so that's been making me super anxious excuse me I'm drinking apple juice right now and I've talked about this before in my confronting Kamari series in one of the episodes social media has always gotten me because that is the place where all of the different sides reside 
so many different people follow me and I know I make it about myself. Literally nobody cares. That's the bottom line. Literally nobody cares, but I feel like because I have this profile and it's visual and it's visible to the outside world, people are watching. That's what I feel like. And I feel like my social media is an extension of who I am and it's supposed to be a reflection of who I am, right? So what I post, what I say, what I do, what I like is reflecting what I like, what I stand for, what I respect. You know what I mean? And so that's my profile, right? And then I have so many demographics following me from so many different aspects of who I am. And I often feel torn because I'm like, if I speak this way, I'm going to piss off one section of a demographic that I identify with, whether it's fully or partially. And then if I speak this way or if I say this way or where I stand in this position, I'm going to piss off another demographic of people who I identify with, whether fully or partially. And so it's always this constant battle. And it's really a Kamari problem that I need to work to release, release the need to be in an in crowd, release the need to be included, release the need to be a part of one group or another group. I have to release that need because that need is literally killing me emotionally. So I had to delete Instagram for that reason. So yeah, I feel like I've been talking for a good while now. And I don't know what to do. But honestly, this is for me. So I'm going to just let myself keep going and keep talking. Um, so that's been my week. It's been super tiring. I've been in the bed all day. Like literally all day today. I went outside once and that was to put dog poop in the dumpster. And then after that, I came back inside. I took a shower, which was well needed, good. And then I just stayed in the bed all day. And another thing that I don't like that I do, but it's an endless cycle where I find myself wasting time, air quote, on TikTok. Like I just spend most of my day on TikTok and that's it. And sometimes I try to do other things that I deem to be productive, which is like, read because that's something that I really enjoy doing and I really want to do but for some reason it's so hard for me to do it or like do other things like learn another language or just like get out of the bed and do things and like it just has not happened and I'm trying to give myself grace because it's well needed and I shouldn't constantly feel this need to consistently go because there's gonna come a time I feel like I'm speaking my best friend's words right now because she says this a lot there's gonna come a time where we're gonna be wishing that we had this time to rest so I don't want to force myself to be doing so much because this is a beautiful time I just want to be in the moment and I just want to feel like I'm valuing every moment that I'm in I want to feel like I'm valuing um, the time that I have I don't want to feel like I'm wasting it away in the bottom line is that me being on TikTok all day makes me feel like I'm wasting time so that's been a thing and so I just want to like spend this time doing stuff that I want to do like I want to read I really want to read and then I also really want to like watch tv series but nothing has been interesting me at all I've been watching the Kardashians but I'm caught all the way up so I don't really 
have that to watch. I've been trying to watch this show called The Bear, but it's not entertaining. It's not holding me there. Like, I could just stop watching it. If it was entertaining, I would have binged all eight episodes in one sitting or almost one sitting. It's not that type of vibe that it's giving. So there's nothing that's really holding my attention, even though I want to watch a TV series. And then, yeah. And then I also want to go out. And I, like, have all of these visions of, like, I'm going to get up. And I'm going to do my hair. And I'm going to go out. But I haven't even washed my clothes. <laughs> I could do that, literally. I'm like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go out. But then I'm like, where am I going to go and what am I going to do? You know what I mean? So, there's that. Um, and I'm like, I want to hang out with friends. But I haven't taken the initiative to, like, connect with anyone to go and do anything. So... Yeah, that's been that. Um, so yeah, I think it's gonna take time, it's just gonna take time. It's gonna take time to heat, to heal, and to grieve, and to recuperate and to reacclimate and all of the other words that need to be said but you know what's been super fun and I don't know I think I'm gonna talk about it in another podcast because I'm really into it but another thing that I've been doing to kind of pass the time other than sleep and watch TikTok there are times where I go on the little dating apps and that's a whole conversation that needs to be had in a whole nother podcast episode but basically while I was abroad one of my apartment mates decided to do this experiment where she created multiple different online dating profiles on different dating apps and she presented a different version of herself on each of them so one was like the ideal part of herself one was actually her in reality and then one was like um a hideous version of herself like her purposefully making herself um unattractive and so seeing her swipe on the app made me bite the bullet and I was like let me go ahead and create an app so I got I got two of the different apps and I made a profile on it why is my sister telling me this what am I supposed to do with this um (laughs) she's telling me that my niece needs to do stretches but anyways so I got two of the apps and whatnot and I did it as a way to push myself out of my comfort zone so that I could start exploring and developing as a young woman in the romantic sector because that's something that I struggle with I'm super romantically awkward I don't really like I want I have an interest in romance but I tend to kind of hinder myself and not put myself out there to pursue and there was a time where I didn't really like the idea of dating apps because I'm like everything about dating apps are basically like they just go against what I stand for and who I am because the type of person I am I don't 
do texting like that's just literally it I hate texting I don't like texting it's not something that I've ever done and it's crazy coming from a young person because you would expect all young people to like the text I am a talker I want to talk on the phone it's all I've ever done another thing that just you know on paper would not make me compatible with dating apps is that I have a hard time connecting with people when I over the internet literally that's just it I like to connect with people face to face get to see them in their element get to observe them I'm an I'm a, excuse me I'm an observer 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 I'm an observer so I like to observe people in their natural habitats and I can't do that on a dating app um and I like to connect with them that way organically and feel the chemistry it's very hard for me to translate chemistry over words in a text message so all of that is happening and it just makes it very difficult for me to like want to get to know people but one thing that I will say that I like about the dating apps and I probably will repeat this in another podcast I like the dating apps because what do they do for me they allow myself like the safety cushion to kind of do things that I normally wouldn't do I'm able to be bold on dating apps because rejection to me really isn't really a thing on a dating app it's totally different than somebody like turning you down and rejecting you in person which makes me more likely to kind of just go out of my comfort zone and to go for guys who I would normally be intimidated by and normally be scared by but instead I'm able to do it and see if it happens to work because there's nothing to lose which leads me to my second point the stakes aren't really a thing on dating apps for me in my head like I don't put a lot of stakes on anything so if somebody doesn't reply back if somebody doesn't give me the energy that I like if somebody doesn't swipe right on me if somebody doesn't match I don't know these people I don't even know if I actually like them because I don't even know them so like if it doesn't happen I'm not booty hurt by it literally which I like because again it just helps me to be more open and more light um and so yeah those are the things that I like about the app and I I like my approach to it so far it's been super fun I haven't stressed out about it I'm not gonna allow myself to stress out about it I go on when I feel like going on and when I don't feel like going on I don't feel like going on and I make it a game and I have fun and I try to like understand them it is all a learning experience and ultimately it's just supposed to be building my soft skills of how do I interact with people my age on a more flirty level I guess you can say so yeah and then the other thing that I just start most recently started doing which I did get from TikTok is this one polyglot I'm presuming um that was recommending her favorite language learning apps and she recommended this thing called language transfer and I downloaded it because she said it was 10 out of 10 over Duolingo and that's the only one that I know other than like maybe a couple of other ones and it's completely free and I actually stand by it now um it's called language transfer and I love the app because it it just I think it suits me better as a learner because one is fully audio 
and I am an audio learner. I do like visually accompany, like I like visual aids to accompany um, the audio, but I am an audio learner and it's almost like you're learning through conversation. So there's like a teacher there, which I like to refer to him as like a professor and there's like a student and it's almost like you're in class with this student. So whenever he asks the ask the student a question, you're also in class, also getting the opportunity to answer along with them. And so you're learning through conversation, you're learning through question and answer, you're learning through a lecture style, but it's also kind of like student-led, so it's causing you to think about things in a different way. Um, I wrote like a whole paragraph to my best friend about why I liked it so much, but like basically learning through association and breaking down the words in Spanish. It is really teaching me to think in Spanish and like understand the context of a word and break down the meaning of these words and then make associations to what do I know in my English language, tie that back, which is already strengthening connections. And then how can I use what I have just learned to make a new connection? So let's tie this into grammar and like basically teaching me the language rules and I identify with that type of learning so much more than just being on Duolingo and them teaching me phrases and teaching me words in Spanish I don't remember nothing from Duolingo because it's all about memorization and it's not about actual learning whereas with language transfer he literally told me at the first day of class basically because that's how I really feel like I'm in like college right now he told us at the first day of class don't think about memorizing and don't write anything down we're just going to have a conversation etc etc and I just love that I just love it so much and I was really having fun with the app and I really do enjoy it so that's what's been filling up my time so I want to be super consistent with it hopefully um I still have a lot of time left in the grand scheme of things after this week that's coming up I'm gonna start shifting my mindset into starting to prep for college but even with that I still don't have a lot going on I think after this next week coming up I'm just gonna focus on like getting my work done for the one class that I took over the summer so that I can have that out of my hair and then resting up and then I think the next two weeks are going to be reserved from, for like getting out of my comfort zone and linking out with people and going out and exploring, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I think that's enough rambling on this podcast. I just wanted to talk about my feelings. Oh, and there's something else that I wanted to say. When I got home on my... Um, first one of my first days back I got home and I was looking for my car and I saw that it was covered up with this little car tent and I go outside to like take off the cover and I did not even notice the surprise I come back home and my dad fully got my car fully repainted and if you know you don't know but 
you should know that I have been wanting my car to be repainted for some time now. It was something that I wanted, but I obviously didn't need it. I just felt like it would be more aesthetically pleasing if it was repainted because the paint was cheap and the sun beats down on my car all day. So I was riding around in this car that had so many different um, paint chips and stains from it being like faded by the sun and then also like my door got hit and it wasn't my fault but then like the bumper also got hit and so like it was just kind of giving dingy and shabby and I was kind of like a little bit dissatisfied with it because I truly do love the inside of my car and I love that it gets me from point A to point B but I just felt like it was quickly deteriorating and I was telling my dad like oh it would be nice if I got my car painted but I don't need it to be painted or whatever like that and I come home and he got it completely done for me and I was just so happy because it looks brand new and it looks like the inside and I love it so much and that was just such a cool cool gift and it's such a blessing to come back home from like a full trip of being abroad and then um coming back home to a car that got fully repainted so I love that for me and I thank my dad for that but I'm gonna be done so as always my friends peace positivity productivity prosperity and the God's perspective to you and everyone you know and until next time bye